Every t-shirt tells a story. There's no better time than now to create a custom-designed t-shirt and make a difference. Our friends at Underground Printing make it easier than ever to start a t-shirt fundraiser for your charity, school, business, or any cause you support. All you have to do is design your shirt, share why you are raising, and then share your campaign. They will ship the orders direct and send along the funds you raise. Underground actually created the I Am Norman t-shirts, which supported the United Way of Norman, and it was very easy to set up. Just visit pogo.undergroundshirts.com to learn more about how you can create your own t-shirt fundraiser today. That's pogo.undergroundshirts.com. Hello and welcome to I Am Norman, a podcast about the great city of Norman, Oklahoma. Well, I'm originally a Normanite. I'm a Norman girl. I've always looked at Norman as just a fabulous place. I had a great childhood here. And I am a Norman girl. I mean, born and raised from day one, Norman, Oklahoma. I haven't lived anywhere as long as I've lived here. So I call Norman home now, and it's a, it's a great place to live. I'm Zach Logsdon, and I hope you'll join me each episode as we hear the stories of the amazing people, businesses, philanthropies, and upcoming events in Norman, and what makes our big little city so great. I love that in Norman, I am part of something that's so much bigger than me. I just think that the people here in Norman are extremely generous. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. Nothing loves anything the way Norman loves Norman. The I Am Norman podcast is brought to you by Norman Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing. When your home or business needs cold air or hot water, Call Norman Heating, Air Conditioning, and Plumbing at 405-823-9641 or visit them online at normanair.com. Hello, Normanites, and welcome to another episode of the I Am Norman podcast. Thanks so much for joining us once again. And big thanks to Lauren Howard, the Community Outreach Coordinator for Able Community-Based Services, for being on the podcast today. Lauren, thanks so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. I am super excited for this opportunity. We're excited to hear about you and uh, Abel. Uh, but before uh, we get into uh, the, you know, before we get into your position with uh, with Abel, let's let's talk about you a little bit. Start by telling everyone about yourself, uh, your family if you have one, and uh, your history with the great city of Norman, Oklahoma. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like Zach said, my name is Lauren, and I'm the community outreach coordinator for Abel. Um, I was born in Oklahoma City, um, so I'm, you know, Oklahoman, (laughs) Uh, and then we moved away when I was younger, and I've lived in Texas and Arkansas for most of my life, but my grandparents have lived in Choctaw, Oklahoma their whole lives, and so that's kind of where, you know, I say I'm, you know, from, but Mm -hmm. um, I moved to Norman specifically um, in 2016 when I enrolled at OU, Um, but yeah, once I kind of like stepped foot on campus. I, I, I knew like I was, I was, I were, I was where I was meant to be. So, really? um, 
Yeah, that's my history with Norman. <laughs> Great. So you so you grew up coming to, I guess you were born here, but uh, moved around a lot. You had family not not too far from Norman and came to school uh, and, and, and loved it. What is it about Norman that is so special to you that made it a place you wanted to call home? I, I mean, like I said, it's, it's just kind of a feeling, you know, I felt like I was, I was home, you know, and I just love, you know, the, you know, small town feel, you know, but it's, you know, being, you know, the one, like the third largest city in Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, you know, I have great ties, you know, to OU and, you know, with the Norman community, you know, how they're so, you know, intertwined with each other. I think that's just why it, it's just so special to me because I've just had fantastic memories and great experiences. So where else you said that you lived in Arkansas and I can't remember where else you said, where, where, tell me the specifically where in those States you lived. Yeah. So I lived in Frisco, Texas, which is a suburb oh, yeah. of Dallas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, I say Dallas, you know, cause ever, you go on campus and ask a kid from Texas, <laughs> Hey, where are you from? They're like Dallas. And they yeah. say, no, where are you really from? And then they'll <laughs> tell you the suburb that yeah, they're from. Right. But I feel like Frisco's, big enough now to where it's yeah you know, everybody's everybody from here pretty at least well now frisco sure yeah um so i lived there majority of my life um for 11 years um and then we moved to northwest arkansas specifically uh bentonville um because my dad had a job you know at walmart and so gotcha. we were yeah. kind of forced to move there <laughs> <laughs> I hear walmart. um but then um you know, like I said, I've always visited my grandparents here in Choctaw and I've, I've, they've, oh, my grandma is a huge, huge, huge OU fan. Yeah. So I've, I've never escaped, you know, my ties to OU, you know, so. Well, that's cool. I, uh, I, you know, beautiful part of the country there in Bentonville. Um, a lot of people from here have, have, I'm sure have spent some time up there. It's a, uh, like I said, a beautiful area. Um, but, uh, Nor- Norman's pretty special, uh, and glad, glad that you're here. I want to talk about ABLE now. Uh, it's, it's an organization. I honestly, I was not super familiar with until I got you to, to come on the show and I did my research. Uh, but, but instead of me telling everybody about it, let, let's let you do it. Tell us uh, what is ABLE community, community based services exactly. Yeah, so um, another name that we go by also is Council for Developmental Disabilities. That's our incorporated name. And so we have a very long name, but I mm-hmm. mean, um, ABLE or ABLE Community-Based Services is perfectly fine. It has We have both on our sign on our building, so yeah. <laughs> whatever you want to call us. Um, so we are a 501c3 community-based nonprofit that has been serving adults with special needs, specifically intellectual intellectual and developmental disabilities. Okay. Um, and we started in 1982. Um, it started when a small group of like teachers, parents, and professionals that worked um, with these children, um, they, you know, they, they found out or they realized that, you know, here in the Norman area, there wasn't a whole lot of, you know, job opportunities for them. So, cause few em- companies employed people with limited job skills. Um, so this group got together and opened up a shelter job workshop, which we're here on 300 North Crawford, so right off of Main Street. Mm-hmm. Um, and it started with uh, just six adults, and now we have 
over 40 adults that, you know, come in here uh, for uh, tons of things like job training and things like that. Um, and so, you know, we started off with that. And then um, the group also realized that there was, the Norman area was lacking in independent housing options. Um, and so Abel opened its first group home in 1985. Uh, today, we operate four group homes and three direct living assistant service homes. Um, so those are basically, um, you know, our service recipients get their own bedroom, own bathroom. They get to decorate however they want. They have full access to kitchen, the living room. Um, but we have 24-hour uh, staff that are there to help and teach daily living assistance um, to them so these individuals can live as independently as possible. Um, so, And then our workshop also has three different services now. Um, so we're working with the community in the Norman area, um, specifically. Very cool. So how long have you been, um, you, you, you said that you didn't get to Norman, uh, to OU till 2016. So, um, you couldn't, you couldn't possibly have graduated long ago or if, if, if at all yet, um, is how long have you been with Abel and what about their mission exactly that, that speaks to you? Yeah, so I started part-time in February. I just graduated uh, this past December. Well, congratulations. Um, so, yeah, I haven't that. been. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I haven't been out of college very long. Mm -hmm. um, so I was looking in because I was uh, a big part of, like, union programming board at OU. And so I planned a lot of events. And um, I work with a lot of no other nonprofits um, as just as a volunteer. Um, and so I was like, maybe I'll look into some nonprofits and I found able and they were looking for this position. I was like, well, this is perfect. Um, cause this fits everything that I love to do. And so, um, I started part-time in February and then moved to full-time in March. Um, and I mean, I just love that we could be advocates for our service recipients and make them as independent as possible. Mm -hmm. Um, cause I've, I've worked with, all age groups of uh, special needs. So even from little, little itty bitty toddlers to we have, you know, seniors in our, in our programs. So um, I just love working with the special needs population. And it's just, I just love that we could be advocates for them and make them as independent as possible. And then also getting into this position, I just didn't realize how supportive the Norman community is of us. Mm. Um, like, Mayor Bria Clark, she has been nothing but amazing. Uh, the Cleveland County United Way have really helped us and guided us and, you know, helped us with funding and things like that. And especially the Norman Disability Coalition, they have been a super help and they are amazing people. So it's just, you know, what we're doing for our service recipients, you know, is impacting the community and the community is, you know, helping us. So. I just think it's amazing. Yeah. Let's talk uh, more about the individual programs you offer. I know you, you touched on that a little when you were talking about what ABLE is exactly, but but highlight some of those in some of those that, that have the, the biggest impact. Uh, you know, you do the daily living assistance, you group home, you do vocational training, uh, day activities, and uh, on-the-job support and community service. So dive a little deeper into whichever of those kind of come top of mind as most impactful or you have the most participation in and, and tell us a little bit about those things. 
Yeah. So, I mean, I can dive into all of them. <laughs> okay, um, please do. So, like I, like I said, our daily living assistants, um, that's specifically our trained direct care staff. Um, and like I said, they teach daily living skills such as like housekeeping, laundry, cooking, pers- and personal hygiene. Um, and, you know, they are just there to, you know, teach and help. They're not, they're not there cooking, you know, every meal for them. The residents, they, you know, they have their meal plan that they have to follow and they, you know, cook and, you know, we help, we just help them, um, if they do need help. Mm-hmm. Um, and then our group homes, like I said, we try to give as close as a home, we give them a home-like environment. Um, and like I said, they have their own private bathroom and bedroom. Um, and then within that, our house managers, uh, schedule, like doctor's appointments and like outside activities such as, you know, like going to the park or, you know, going, getting a snow cone on a hot day or going to the bank and, you know, then going to Walmart. Um, so, uh, and we have tons of that and also the movie theater. Um, so we go out there and just help support, uh, with that. And then with vocational training, like I said, we had three services, our sheltered workshop, which they can come in and do their day activity programs. And then we have the community integrated employment. Um, this is, uh, we have 16 or so clients in here, but they go out into the community. Um, we have, you know, they are residents, you know, work at university of Oklahoma, Fred lobster, you know, other places like that. Um, doing those types of, jobs and then we also we have private contracts with them and so we make sure that we are you know watching out for them and then also we have um job coaching as well so that's how they get on the job support um they're you know they're it's super small ratio you know so our job coaches only have you know two to three mm-hmm. people um and so um you know, it really helps them transition to the community and into the workforce. Um, and then it also, I mean, I just like it cause it, you know, it just instills self-worth and value. Um, sure. yeah. you know, we have, you know, residents come in all the time and they love going to work and it's just, it's amazing. And I just love it. Um, and so also with vocational, um, the day activity programs, uh, so the shelter workshop, uh, we do things like writing and hand dexterity exercises, art, music. And then uh, also we do daily living skills here at the workshop as well, such as like money management, baking and meal preparation. Um, We have like a small kitchen in our workshop. And so um, we're able to teach food prep skills and things like that. Um, And then lastly, community service. Um, We try to get our residents out there, excuse me, um, to help volunteer with local community service projects. Um, so we go through Norman's Adoptive Park program, Meals on Wheels, Food Pantry, and McFarland uh, Church, and tons of other things. We're always looking, you know, to help out other um, organizations. Also Food Pantry, or I already said that, but yeah, especially with Food Pantry. Um, yeah. 
So yeah. it sounds like you guys are pretty busy over there. Got a lot going on uh, on the on the vocational side. Where, where you so do you partner? I guess with with uh, businesses uh, that uh, that it, and train workers um, so they can go into those businesses. Uh, is is that it, yeah. am I understanding that properly? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that's correct. So, so, so we, tell us about uh, some of the businesses that have uh, that that you partner with. Yeah, so specifically uh, University of Oklahoma, we have um, a couple residents out there, and you know we, like I said, solicit contracts from them to be completed by program participants at our community integrated employment office or job sites. So basically, we you know contact the like University of Oklahoma, we contact them. Hey, we have you know the service recipient that would you know like to do this job, and then uh, their job coach you know, has a closer relationship with their uh, employer. And so just in case, you know, anything were to happen or, you know, they had questions, um, they're able, they have a super clear line of communication. Um, and then they, you know, it's, it's a great thing because it just, yeah. you know, allows them to have their job and, you know, be amazing at it. Right. So tell us about some of those participants, the people that are involved with the programs and how it has impacted their lives in a a positive way. Yeah, sure. So um, we have a service recipient that uh, specifically works in the union. Um, Like I said, I was part of union programming board. So I was in the union um, a whole, like I basically lived there. (laughs) Um, So, uh, but we do have a service recipient that works there and I didn't realize it at the time, but he has just the sunniest disposition. Um, he, you know, says hi to everyone that he walks upon. He, you know, every time I'd go to the union, I'd say hi. He, you know, and he was always working hard, super busy, um, and always smiling. And so, um, and then he comes to the workshop sometimes and he, you know, he's still remembers me as, you know, the girl from the union. Um, <laughs> so it was just, it's just really special. Um, and then um, we have a couple of service disputes that work at Red Lobster, and they are just so excited to go to work. We have our shelter workshop also kind of works as a main hub. Um, so they get taken their group home, they get driven here, and then they can get picked up by their job coach or the person that's supposed to transport them to their job. Um, and they, you know, are just so excited to go to work. They are waiting at the door, uh, wanting to leave. Um, and you know, it's, it's transferred skills, you know, into their, you know, banking and going grocery shopping and things like that, making healthier, uh, choices while at home as well. Um, so that's been another great thing. Very cool. Uh, that's awesome. I I love hearing those stories. I, I wanted to ask a question, uh, about how COVID-19 has impacted your operations. But first, I got to let everybody know that, you know, we, we were actually scheduled to, to do this recording a week ago, and you contacted me and said that you had been uh, exposed to, uh, to COVID-19, and we're trying to rearrange your schedule and, and, and trying to, uh, I, I guess, uh, you know, get quarantined and, and all of those things. Uh, how's your health? Are you okay? Oh, yeah, I'm perfect. Every one of us here in the workshop where we got exposed, we all tested negative um, and are, you know, 
our CEO, Lance, he, you know, called me, you know, throughout the weekend because we figured out Friday. He called me throughout the weekend, making sure I was good, you know, offered to pay for my testing. Like he went above and beyond, you know, the call of duty, making sure I was okay. And so another, another thing that I, I love about Able is that they care, you know, mm-hmm. about every single person that they come across, whether you be, you know, an employee, a volunteer, you know, a service recipient, your family to them. And mm-hmm. so they, you know, will take care of you. Um, and I haven't really had that with any other job. So <laughs> it's, it's another thing that is, you know, amazing. It's, I really feel cared for. Yeah. Sounds like it. So uh, how, uh, beyond, you know, uh, the, the, you, uh, you obviously uh, were obviously exposed uh, to, to COVID-19 mm-hmm. and, and had to get tested. Um, I'm sure you've had to alter your operations uh, both before that, um, and, and then especially after uh, we found out that everybody had, or the, those were there had, had been exposed. Um, I mean, you got people coming in there every day uh, and, and rely on that, those services. And, uh, and then we get hit with a pandemic that may probably upended quite a bit of, of that kind of stuff. How have you adjusted in, you know, in terms of uh, making sure everybody stays safe and healthy during this pandemic? For sure, yeah. Um, so our CEO and administration got together just as soon as you know we caught wind of you know COVID coming in you know to Oklahoma, um, and you know we made a game plan and we implemented it as soon as possible. So um, what we did is we closed our sheltered workshop at the beginning of the pandemic, and administration moved to remote work. And our service recipients that usually come in every day to the workshop, we require them to stay home. A lot of them are immunocompromised, and so we did not want any of them potentially getting sick. Um, So we made sure that they quarantined inside their house, and they're still quarantined um, now. um, But we're starting our reopening plan uh, at the end of this month, Um, but we're being, you know, super careful. But... um, like I said, we quarantined all of our service recipients into their uh, group homes and direct service houses. Um, and our, I want to give a shout out to our direct care staff and our house managers because they've been amazing uh, during this time. Um, they've made sure, you know, our service recipients have been safe and entertained while staying inside. Um, I mean, I was, you know, I, everyone was going stir crazy, you know, having to stay in their house <laughs> and, you know, they have to stay a little longer. Right. Um, but we, we implemented two different things. We organized fun Fridays and a care caravan. So for fun Fridays, we delivered items like baking supplies, um, chalk, uh, glow sticks for a glow night with like glow bowling and, you know, glow in the dark paint, things like that. And grills and meat for a cookout. So every Friday, you know, we deliver these things to the houses. And so they, you know, have something to do for Fun Friday. And then also every Monday, we did the Care Caravan. So we picked up a house, you know, consisting of, you know, three to, you know, six people. And we took them in our big bus that we have. And we drove around to all the other houses while... The other service recipients, you know, walked out, made signs, waved, you know, we told them, told everyone that we missed them. And then um, after we were done going by all the houses, we picked up Sonic drinks for them. 
and, you know, went to the park. Um, so that was, that was a really special thing. I look forward to that every Monday. And then, uh, we did tons of FaceTiming with our family and friends. And then, uh, if, you know, they wanted to see family or friends face to face, we, you know, would do, um, from the doorway or from the driveway. So we made sure that we, you know, kept our distance and, you know, made sure our services were safe. That was, I mean, of course, our number one priority. Um, And, you know, I'm glad to say that we had no cases in the houses other than, you know, one person getting sick, but they did not pass it on to any of our service recipients. We've had, you know, just that one. Um, So it's been a great and safe, you know, thing. So we worked, you know, with DHS, we worked with other nonprofits in the area to make sure that we were staying safe. And like I said, our reopening plan starts on the 29th and then moves in stages. Um, so we're making sure that our most immunocompromised um, service recipients are, you know, coming back, you know, when we know it's super safe. Um, we're staying vigilant and making sure that if a second wave happens, we're prepared Um and, you know, we have a contingency plan in place to make sure that, you know, if it does happen, you right. know, we'll be able to serve our clients the best of our abilities. Good, good. It, it's, it, the organization just sounds amazing. And, and, and Norman is very lucky to have such a, a great program uh, for those uh, that, that need it. And uh, obviously, uh, those you and your team there who work there obviously seem seem very passionate about what you're doing. So kudos to you guys um, for everything you're doing. If somebody were to want to volunteer uh, to be a, a you know, be a part of the program in whatever way you need, or or I know that uh, you also take donations um, uh, to, to support financially. How how would they go about volunteering? How would they go about donating? Yeah, for sure. Um, everything is on our website. Okay. Um, so it's okayable.org, um, just okay, and then able spelled out .org. Um, so it has all of our volunteer information, our donation. Uh, we have a donation button and then employment information. Um, we also, um, specifically within the topic of employment, we do have a job fair coming up. So um, we're hiring direct care staff um, on the week of the 15th through the 19th, um, okay. but you're able to fill out a, uh, fill out a, um, application all online. Um, so yeah, everything on the website. Very <laughs> good. Are, th- are there any specific areas, um, where you're needing volunteers right now, or is it just in general? Um, at this time we don't, we don't specifically need volunteers because, no. <laughs> good. um, That's you know, due to the, you know, COVID thing. Oh yeah. 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 Um, so, um, I mean, we're looking for, you know, um, just really direct care staff at this time, but I mean, we will, we will be having volunteer opportunities, you know, opening up, um, hopefully soon whenever, you know, it's safe to do so. We just, like I said, we just want to make sure that our service recipients, um, stay safe and stay healthy. Great. So, um, Great. we'll be planning on definitely be planning on having volunteer opportunities in the awesome. future. Well, Lauren, it's been an education and a pleasure speaking with you. Before I let you go, um, I, a question I ask everybody that comes on the show: uh, you you uh, you are newer to Norman than most of the people I talk to, um, and, but I always ask, where is your favorite place to eat in Norman, and what is your favorite thing to get when you go there? 
kind of put you on the spot with that question. Mm. But. I have can I have two places. Sure, of course. Okay. <laughs> so uh, first, the pizza shop. I love the pizza shop. It's amazing. Um, I always get. I share this with my boyfriend. I don't eat it all alone, uh, <laughs> but. Uh, we get the small cheesy bread and the uh, chicken Alfredo pizza um, and a two liter Dr. Pepper. Love so it. That's our order. Uh, <laughs> I, we don't even, we don't even have to ask. I just put it in. And then also um, there's a taco truck off of Alameda to get Taco Del Rey. Um, it has the best authentic Mexican food I have ever eaten. And I lived in Texas. So, <laughs> um, you know, I've, I've had, you know, I've had some good, well, I've had good Tex-Mex, but it's Tex-Mex, but, um, and it's super cheap. They have amazing food for super cheap. So I always love going there and then they have the, you know, Coke with the real sugar in the bottle. So that's always a fun treat. Well, I, you know what, I haven't, most of the people that come on the show to, you know, tell me places that I've been to, and I haven't been to either of the places you just mentioned. So I'm going to have to check those out. I appreciate you sharing, sharing that with us. Yeah. Um, so my, my final question, I guess, is, is just, uh, uh, allowing you to put out, uh, if, if there's any contact information you want to share for, if people want to get in contact with you directly, ask you any questions, uh, if you'd like to share an email address or if you're on any social media that you'd like to share, uh, now's the time to throw that out. Yeah, for sure. Um, so our website again has a contact form if you'd like to do that. Um, but my, my able email um, for any questions, comments, concerns, if you want to send me a meme or whatever you want to do, uh, my, my email is communityoutreach.able at gmail.com. Um, so super easy to get in contact with me. I'm, you know, I, I check my email obsessively. Um, so I'll get back to you very quick. Um, and all of our social media across, um, almost every platform, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram is, uh, at able and Norman. Um, so if you want to check us out, we post pictures of our service recipients and like new fun updates and, you know, everything. So if you want to stay, you know, connected and, you know, see what we're doing, uh, definitely, you know, give us a like or a follow. Um, we love it. And then, um, I guess there is a way you can volunteer, um, or, you know, help us out. Um, we're doing benefit nights. Um, so we're doing one at hideaway pizza on oh, June 22nd and then uh, notorious PIE on Maine, uh, on August 17th. Uh, so if you want to come out, just mention that you're here with Abel and some of the proceeds will help and both hideaway and notorious PIE are really, really good pizzas. Um, so yeah. Y'all come and enjoy some pizza. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I encourage everybody to uh, to to volunteer when those opportunities come back open. Donate if you can. And obviously, if you're if you're going to be now anyway, you might as well do it. Uh, June twenty second at Hideaway, and would you say August seventeenth? At, mm-hmm. at August 17th and Notorious PIE. So get out there and support ABLE. Uh, Lauren, it was great to have you on the show. Great to hear about you uh, and your journey to Norman and what you like so much about our, 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 our great little city here. And, and even better, hearing about uh, ABLE and the, the services you guys provide. So thank you so much uh, for coming and sharing all that great information. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me on. And I always 
I believe you love different things, and I'm honored that you let me on. So Absolutely. <laughs> excited. To all our listeners, thanks so much for joining us. Uh, if you'd like to follow this podcast, you can do so on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook uh, with the handle I am Norman Pod. Thanks so much for listening, and stay tuned for many more episodes to come. The I Am Norman podcast is brought to you by The Hall at the Railhouse, Norman's premier event space and the heart of downtown. When all of this is said and done and life gets back to normal, the one thing we'll all be looking to do is celebrate with our friends and families. Weddings, receptions, corporate events, luncheons, banquets, proms, parties, and more. If you're looking for a place to celebrate life, we hope you'll choose The Hall at the Railhouse. For more information, please visit therailhousenorman.com or call 405-778-0003. I Am Norman is sponsored in part by Old Hat Creative. Old Hat is a strategic marketing and branding firm located right here in downtown Norman. From websites, corporate identity, graphic design, video production, and more, Old Hat can help any organization achieve their marketing goals. For more information, visit oldhatcreative.com or email info at oldhatcreative.com. Sit side by side in every class. Teacher thinks that I sound funny, but she likes the way you sing. Tonight I'll dream while I'm in bed when silly thoughts go through my head about the bugs and alphabet. And when I wake tomorrow, I'll bet that you and I will walk together again. I can tell that we are gonna be friends.